Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The show is Greeny. However, as you can tell right off the bat, it is not Mike Greenberg. Peter Burns, Katie George, dynamic duo from Sunday mornings on ESPN Radio, rolling with you. Uh, this show always presented by Progressive Insurance. And all of our guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline today. Katie, I'm excited because I love when we fill in for shows because people know between us two. It's like the substitute teacher is here. We're rolling in like the, the, the TV on wheels and basically all bets are off. Like, we don't own this spot. We're just merely renting it, and we bought the insurance. So whatever the hell happens to this show over the next, what, five hours that we're on, like, it really is not our fault. It's just we're along for the ride. It's like when parents decide, I think they're mature enough and old enough to leave them at home for the evening. Surely Mm -hmm. they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And then when they return home after their date night or their event, all hell has broken loose. Right. So about about eight minutes before we get off air, we'll clean up everything, try to hide the stains, try to hide Mm -hmm. everything that that went horribly wrong, clean out the microwave because I'm sure the hot pockets exploded because we didn't know how to work the actual microwave. And then when the parents show up, when Greeny and Barton Hahn show up, they're like, all right, it was decent. And maybe they'll let us do it again. You can hit us up on Twitter at Katie underscore George 05, myself at Peter Burns ESPN, or you could be a part of the Greeny Nation. Dr. Pepper call in line. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. My goodness, uh, college football is getting chaotic, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but we had a great weekend of the NFL games. And it's amazing to me, when I looked at the schedule, Two weeks out, there's still 24 teams that are still alive. And when we go back in, Katie, the one that you circled the most as far as what you learned out of a team yesterday was which team? I think it has to be the Dallas Cowboys learning that they are going to make some noise and do extremely well in the playoffs. I Mm. was curious to see yesterday after they found out, and Dak Prescott said, You know, I don't think the whole team knew that we had clinched at that point going into the game against Washington. But I think there is a good majority of guys that stepped on that football team and knew, hey, we've got this thing on lock. Mm -hmm. Easily, easily we've seen teams kind of let their foot off the gas. And my God, they did not do that. 56 to 14. And Abysmal performance by Washington, but an incredible performance by Dallas. And I know that they were coming in on a three-game winning streak, and there was so much talk about, well, Dak's been in a slump. The offense hasn't looked as good since his injury and coming back from that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the most complete game we have seen from Dallas since the beginning of the season, and that was great to see. Uh, it, well, listen, most points that they scored in a regular season game, what, since 1980? I mean, it was it was out of control. And they crushed a Washington team that had already been crushed, A, throughout some injuries, and, of course, because of the amount of players uh, on, on the COVID-19 list. I mean, what, you know, no Chase Young, no Montez Sweat, really kind of what makes this Washington team click, the Dallas Cowboys did not have to face. Now, I did think, Katie, going into this game, that had every opportunity – for the Dallas Cowboys to kind of just play a sloppy game, right? To know that news. Hey, listen, hey, NFC East, it's already wrapped up. We're in. It's fine. And yet what it showed me is that this Cowboys team sometimes plays and sometimes is coached tight. Because I Mm -hmm. felt like the way that how aggressive they were, the play calling, the way Dak just had had this 
how he commanded the pocket, kind of like how he did when I saw him and when he was at his best in his run at Mississippi State, right? Like it was, he was the alpha guy. He was the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Dak Prescott. And I felt like he hadn't had that confidence. So, so to me, it was more of like play loose. And I, I don't think it was just offensively with the play calling that the Dallas Cowboys had defensively and the amount of, I mean, they, they had Taylor, uh, what, they blitz somewhat 50% of the time, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. You look at that and go, all right, well, can you can you call that type of game when it truly matters in, in the playoffs? Because that's, that's what this team now, we've seen the actual A-plus game that the Dallas Cowboys can have. Yeah, and it was interesting. We were, I was watching Dan Orlovsky earlier on Get Up, and he's going to join the show in a little bit. He said, Post pre-snap, you're thinking, right? You do all your thinking. Post-snap, you're supposed to react. You're supposed to react quick to what you're seeing. You're not supposed to think. And he thought that after the injury and yep. Dak's return, he was thinking a lot post-snap. Now we're seeing Dak react. That's what we saw last night, and it led to four first-half touchdowns, throwing for an NFL-high 322 yards in the first two quarters. Then he was able to watch for 17 minutes on the sidelines. He yep. was asked post-game, is the slump officially over? Well, here's his response. You tell me. I never said we were in a slump. Uh, those were your words. So um, I think it would be hard for you to say that now. Yeah, tonight tonight was great. Great performance by the offense. Great performance by the team. I mean, scoring on all three phases. Um, scoring by all the different ways that we did on offense. Um, yeah, uh, great team win. Great, great team effort. Players are getting spicy with the media lately. <laughs> how, hey, listen, how can you not? Like, you just absolutely whip an opponent in the, in the NFC East. And you got them fighting. Right, Katie, you got Washington football team players and former Alabama teammates, right? Deron Bain and Jonathan Allen going blow, you know, like like fighting each other on the sidelines. Of course, hey, this is hey, you're feeling it at that point. I mean, again, was he slumping? Hell yeah, Dak was slumping, right? And I don't, I don't know I mean, if that's fair. They were oh, won three games. There's no, there's They're no still getting way. Wins. It's fine. It's it's fine to slump, right? Like, listen. If I'm going to do five hours of radio today, there's a good at least four and a half hours that I'm not going to be very good. But for 30 minutes, I might shine. It's a flip side of that for Dak Prescott, right? For a 17-game season, he's probably going to be pretty dang good for 14 weeks a year. But it's, it's fine to have that slump. The difference is, can McCarthy, can this team, like, like kind of camouflage that? And for the Dallas Cowboys, they were able to do it. And I did not think they would be able to do it with defense after what we saw last year. And that's what the Cowboys are getting it done with. I was going to say the best type of camouflage sometimes when you are working out the kinks or you're trying to get back to the level that you were at prior to the injury is to have great defensive performances. And, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, Trevon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence was phenomenal last night. Micah Parsons, obviously, is so much fun to watch. And when I say complete – Yes, it was nice to see the offense finally put up that those kind of numbers. Yeah. But it was nice to see that the defense continues to perform and continues to push this entire team at the pace that they're going. I, I was still shocked, Katie, though, that you picked the Dallas Cowboys as the biggest uh, the biggest thing you took over the weekend. I thought it was a nice What was win. your biggest takeaway? There's no doubt what Buffalo did in going into Foxborough and beating them the way that they did. In fact, right now, Josh Allen may have to claim the Patriots on his taxes when it comes to playing in Foxborough. Like, think about how tough of a place that is to play. 
And what Josh Allen continues to do with this Buffalo Bills squad uh, it has been nothing short of, of fantastic. And, and halfway through that fourth quarter was that moment. Halfway through the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, you see the Patriots cut the lead, and you're thinking, I thought that was it. Moment. I thought, it, this it's coming. Is, this is uh, Belichick doing Belichick things the same way they did it on Monday Night Football in Week 13. They're going to find a way to win this game. The Bills are the better team, but the Patriots are going to find a way. And what Josh Allen did, 13-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, and it was one of those moments. Remember Aaron Rodgers, who you know, famously talked about the Chicago Bears going, I own you? Josh Allen's kind of getting that way in Foxborough right now with the amount of success okay. that he's had Settle in that down. stadium. I, Josh what? Allen's like 25 years old. Aaron Rodgers is pushing 40. Is he 40 yet? I don't he's know. Up there. He's, yes. You can't own somebody after being in the league for just a couple of seasons. He did it without Cole Beasley. did it out with Gabriel Davis. He's able to I agree. Get it, it was very impressive. It was very impressive, but I also think a lot of the credit should go to the oh. defense because they made Mac Jones look like a rookie quarterback. Oh, well, again, I don't even know how much credit that is towards the defense versus just Mac Jones is not deserving. And, and I'm not saying that, that Mac, Mac Jones is just this cocky athlete. He By no means is he is, is that. But yet, so many people wanted to anoint Mac Jones because they want somebody to fill that void of Tom Brady. And they think that Belichick is going to make Mac Jones this incredible quarterback. He may one day become that. But it was Josh Allen that was able to show you, listen, when it came down to it, like, yes, I do own Gillette Stadium. I do own this city in Foxborough. And to me, I will say this. I think it was good for Buffalo because they were able to get that road, that road win that was huge, helps them in their seating. I also think it was good for the Patriots, Katie, because I truly believe, Do you? yes, if you want Mac Jones to be the quarterback that everybody projects him to be, I want to see what he can do on the road. Not at home in Foxborough during a playoff game. Put, put a rookie on the road in the playoffs – you're going to find out what you got in a quarterback real soon. And I think for the development, this, the Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. I think we're all agree, agreeing that aspect of it. But give him that opportunity to go on the road and win a game, that will help him in the long term. Would you feel differently if Mac Jones had gone to LSU? I don't want to talk about that. Green uh-huh. brought to you by sure. Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. All right, coming up uh, next, one quarterback got a little bit closer to a gold jacket. We'll tell you who that is coming up. But, Katie, tell us a little something else. Well, last year gave us a lot of time to reflect on our jobs, Pete, and many of us reassessed what do we really want out of them. Well, I say this is your year to find that job you absolutely love. ZipRecruiter can help. They send you the right jobs, and you can apply just with one click. They may even send you an awesome job that you never even knew existed. Just sign up for free on ZipRecruiter.com today. Once again, you go to ZipRecruiter.com and put ZipRecruiter to work for you. Gold jackets and fake vaccine cards. That coming up next. Greeny with Peter Burns and Katie George on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Joe has the ball, drops back three steps. He fires, and it is caught by T. Higgins. In Burroughs, fourth touchdown pass of the game. It's the first time in Joe Burrow's NFL career he's thrown four or more. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, as Larry David would say. Uh, that call courtesy of ESPN 1530. Joe Burrow has just scored once again on the Baltimore Ravens, and it's only uh, around 1020 Eastern here. Is, uh, Peter Burns and Katie George in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. As always, you'll be a part of Greeny Nation. Dr. Pepper, call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Um, Katie, I don't... You know me. Who's my favorite football team, for those who don't uh, know, right? The LSU Tigers. T-I-G-U-R-S, Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Born and raised in Baton Rouge, so I'm a diehard LSU fan. And we walked this Saharian desert of putrid quarterback play for the longest time until this man, this myth, this legend, this future Hall of Famer, Katie George, came in, Joe Burrow, and saved the LSU Tigers back in 2019. And one of the things that I learned, and it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, Katie, was that when when you see greatness, all of a sudden it, it feels like it just appears, but something has to prod it along, right? And we saw some glimpses of Joe Burrow being solid in his rookie campaign with the Cincinnati Bengals. Offensive line was absolute, just beyond a, an abstract disaster. One of the reasons why they were drafting 1-1. But Burrow showed some glimpses. This year had gotten even better. But what I noticed about Joe Burrow is that when people talked a little trash to him, it's when he really turned the corner. Texas Longhorns did it to him as LSU player. Boom, all of a sudden, he took another level. Even going back before that, in his first year at LSU, UCF played Joe Burrow and absolutely just slobber knocked him, right? Just absolutely just beat him down on the sidelines. He got up, started chirping, and all of a sudden it led to this career. How about this? Earlier this week, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, was talking about kind of these elite coverages they put for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams the week before on how to try to stop them. And would they do the same on Joe Burrow? Here's what Wink said on Christmas Eve. Devontae Adams, is he's, he's one of the top two receivers in the league, and he's not number two. So, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I don't think we're ready to buy a gold jacket for Joe yet. Katie? Why? Well, 
the question was about Adams, correct? So is it n- about the difference of the coveraging, uh, you know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers? And he says, listen, Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver. We're not exactly going to triple team Jamar Chase. And let's not be anointing Joe Burrow uh, at any point. Yeah, I I um I just don't see why it was necessary to throw in that comment. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad he did because it led to an unbelievable performance by Mr. Burrow yesterday, setting a franchise record for the most passing yards in a single game. The kid was three thirty seven of forty six, mm-hmm. so efficient. Obviously, over five hundred yards passing and four touchdowns with no interceptions. I like Joe Burrow because I do think he is cocky. I think there is that air of arrogance, which I think you have to have to a degree as long as you can contain it and position it in the proper way. He played coy last night after the game and talking to reporters, and I loved how he handled the question of, well, did that kind of motivate you in terms of your performance today? Did it resonate with you at all? I didn't think it was – a necessary comment. I wouldn't say I was offended by it. I mean, I'm in year two. Who knows what's going to happen down the road, but I didn't think it was a necessary comment. Was it on your mind when you were throwing at the end for 525? <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry, what? Was that what you were thinking with the Jordan truck when you threw the mix on the Um No, <laughs> Zach told me not to scramble on that one. You know, I scrambled and Threw a go ball to Joe Mixon, so I, that, that was, I, I knew I wasn't supposed to do it, but you know, we went out there and did it anyway. What's your reaction when he... So he talks about that, Katie, and I find that to be interesting because, again, it's not right. Like, it, it's not over the top. Like, you like you like that? Remember when Kirk Cousins came out of the, the tunnel a couple oh, years yeah. ago and he was having some fun with it? But to me, it was just the proper amount. And, and here's my, what I take from this. I knew Joe Burrow was going to be good. Frankly, I knew Jamar Chase was going to be a a fantastic wide receiver. T. Higgins, I mean, Tyler Boyd. To me, what I take out of this Bengals situation is that I'm not quite sure if there's anybody that has more pressure on them in the National Football League than what Zach Taylor has now, right? He gets this team that that they build upon being the number one draft pick, and now you have as, as exciting of a nucleus. And as great as the Dallas Cowboys looked, I don't know if I, I wouldn't fall more in love with this nucleus that the Cincinnati Bengals have offensively. All of these young guys, these talented receivers, a quarterback, and a, and a good, solid running back, they're all growing up together. And Zach Taylor might have the most amount of pressure of any of, of the coaches right now, more so than any of them, to not only capitalize on this season, but to make sure this crew stays intact and continues to build upon what they're building in the AFC North. Yeah, but you hope that they can capitalize on this season based on the way that they're playing, and you hope you can build off of the performance yesterday because they go to Arrowhead next week, and if they are able to beat the Chiefs, they'll clinch the AFC North, and the Steelers have to lose to the Browns. I mean, that is a possibility. It's a tall task, absolutely. But, I mean, Cincinnati Bengals are most likely going to the playoffs. They've got an 80% chance right now, according to the FPI. So, you know, not that it's a, a win-now situation, but they're playing extremely well, and I think that they could fare f- 
very well in the playoffs. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy. That's something that mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had not been able to do. And so the big question coming up was whether or not Tampa Bay was going to kind of be able to take that next step. No Mike Evans, no Leonard Fournette, no Chris Godwin. And sure enough, they were able to get it done. Uh, Antonio uh, Brown looked absolutely fantastic in his first game back. But because, Katie, I look at this as like that was one of the questions I had. Going into this week, could the Bills solve the Pats problem, and they were able to do that in Foxborough, and could the Bucks get by all of these questions and these issues that they were going to have injury-wise? And I don't know if there's a doubt that you could say that they, they didn't, right? No. Like that, I, that's, that's a question. No, I don't think that they did. Um, obviously, clinching yesterday for the playoffs, clinching the NFC South was a, a great victory for them. But what I go back to is the fact that you know they were a wild card team last season when they won the Super Bowl. So they obviously showed so much promise. It'll be interesting to see how they build off of it going into mm-hmm. this playoffs this season. But they're old right now. I mean, they have such an older roster, and that was imperative in the offseason when they said they wanted to keep the collective group together. Everybody from that Super Bowl-winning team, they wanted them to come back, and they did. But what's that team going to look like moving forward? Because I don't think it's going to be similar to what we're seeing right now. No, uh, and the question is on whether or not, you know, what happens with Fournette, what happens with Evans, or, or, or what happens with other of those guys that are injured. What was interesting to me is, and we'll talk to Jenna Lane a little bit later in today. I do want to play this, though. One of the reasons why I had Jenna, or we're going to have Jenna on a little bit later here on Greeny, was because of a question she had asked to Antonio Brown. Now, mind you, full disclosure here, I don't believe Antonio Brown's been made available since Not his since week injury. six. Right, week since six. week six. So this was before all of the COVID uh, vaccine and the fake vaccine card that he had because he didn't pay his, his chef in the three-game suspension that came with that. And so this was the first opportunity someone had even had an opportunity to ask Antonio Brown about rejoining the team. Here's, uh, here's what the question in that exchange sounded like. Coach Arians had told you when you came to this team, you know, you screw up one time and and you're done. And some people would deem what happened as a screw up, but Coach Arians stood by your side and and he brought you back. Just what did it mean for you after being here for a year to have a coach standing in your corner? Next question. We just want to talk about this game. We don't, we don't want to waste no time with you guys right in bogus. Res- respectfully, respectfully, yeah. Antonio, we haven't talked to you yet. We haven't yeah, talked to you Yeah, but I don't want to talk time. about that. You, got, you guys is all drama. It's all about football. We, we don't talk about Carolina. I don't want to talk to you guys. Katie, fair, unfair, your thoughts on how Antonio Brown handled the situation after a damn good football game he played? Um, I don't love it. I think in the role and in the position, you have to answer certain questions for the actions, regardless if that's on the football field or off of it. Mm -hmm. And to Jenna's point, respectively, we haven't spoken to you in quite some time since week six, since everything went down. And he didn't let her finish the question. And, And we can have this conversation later on in the show about Joe Judge and what's going on in New York and the fact that we're seeing reports that the Giants are planning on retaining him as well as Daniel Jones, and, and they believe that they deserve another year. Every time you step in front of the microphone, it is an opportunity, mm-hmm. an opportunity for you to make the most of it and to create a narrative, whatever that narrative may be for you personally, for your brand, for your team, for the franchise, etc. 
that wasn't a gotcha question. Had he let her finish the, the question, she was asking, what did it mean to you to have Bruce Arian stand by your side and to stick with you through all the ups and downs and the turmoils and the different reports? That could have been an easy slam dunk for Antonio Brown to say, you know what? I really appreciate that Bruce Arians didn't jump to conclusions, that mm-hmm. he at least allowed me to explain myself, and we had a conversation, and he trusts and believes in me as a person, as a man, as a football player, and that he believes that I didn't do these things or what, whatever the case may be. That's an opportunity to for you to go to bat for your head coach and to spin the situation in your favor, but he doesn't take that. He's defensive, which then makes him look worse, I think, leaving that conversation and interview. I don't think that there's a doubt that it makes Antonio Brown look petulant, but we know that he's a petulant kid playing a kid's game, and he does it extremely well. I mean, that, that, that's the issue. And I, I think for everybody, in, in, like, that's what I've come to expect out of Antonio Brown. Like, the last thing I'm going to do is look at Antonio Brown going, hey, I, hey this is my moral compass here, right? This is the guy that I have to be after. Right. Like this is the guy that's going to lead me to being a better uh, a father, a better human, a better American. No, none of that. Right. But if I'm Antonio Brown, the question is, and whether or not uh, do you need to address it differently? Now, the, the only issue that I have with Antonio Brown here is that you're right. He had this opportunity to say, hey, man, Bruce took some heat here. That's and I appreciate code. it. I appreciate I, and I, and him I sticking appreciate with me. It. He could have left it at that. He decides not to do it. And that's the issue that I have with Antonio Brown now is that even when he got um, – he, he was – they basically put him back on the team, right? They reinstated him. Something that Bruce Arian said, I don't know if I'm going to do after faking the, fake, uh, the, the vaccination card. And the first thing he tweets was, put some respect on my name. Nobody was disrespecting Antonio Brown. But it was a moment where that athlete feels that he needs to be disrespected to, to play at his, at his highest place. And guess what? That's exactly what he did, and that's the reason why the Tampa Bay Bucks continue to move along. And you know who doesn't mind this? Two people. I don't think Tom Brady minds Mm-mm. it whatsoever, okay, because he just wants to talk football. I'll say three people. I think Bucks fans don't give it blank because they want to continue to win, and I don't think the NFL gives a you-know-what. Just like the NFL didn't care about Aaron Rodgers and all of that, the fake, the, the vaccination situation, they don't care. And it's not about vaccines. It's more about the idea that a little controversy is great for entertainment. And what does the NFL and what are they in the business for? Entertainment. They run an, they run an entertain, entertainment television product. And now you have someone that's we had a great storyline all weekend long. And here I am, the idiot, and, and it's talking about Antonio Brown and how he's answering a press conference. I mean, it's sadly, it's it's working. I'm not talking about the 10 catches that he had. One of the best, best performances Antonio Brown has ever had in a moment that he had to have it for the Bucks because everybody was injured. I know. And that's why I go back to the question we posed yesterday on air of, of 2021 Christmas gifts. Right. You get all these Christmas gifts, hopefully. Mm. Some are not up to par. Some you would maybe like to take that gift receipt and return it the next day or a few days after Christmas. What sporting event, hire, situation, series would you return from 2021? I don't know if I want to return Urban Meyer going to the Jacksonville Jaguars because it was the gift that just kept on giving. 
It it is well again yeah you 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 have these moments and actually we'll we'll, we'll open it up to you guys uh, today you can be a part of it uh, Katie George Peter Burns here on Greeny on ESPN Radio you'll be a part of Greeny Nation Dr Pepper call in line eight 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 say ESPN that's eight 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 seven two nine thirty seven seventy six what's the one thing that you would give back. Like again, I think if I ask Antonio Brown right now, are you taking back what you had to say after post game? No, I don't. I, like I think he believes that way, right? Like I, I don't think that he wants a redo on that because that's who Antonio Brown is, and that's how he clicks. Okay, um, I will tell you one in the NFL. I watched this Chiefs Pittsburgh game yesterday, and the one thing I would take back is please, please, I would have gone back into the DeLorean time machine, Katie George, and said Ben. Man, I love you. What you've done for this organization is nothing short of fantastic. We love you as a, as a Steeler uh, nation. All of this. It's time. It's time to just hang it up. I mean, watching watching that last night, it was like watching like old Yeller. <laughs> I, I, do you even know old Yeller? You might be too young for that, Katie George. Old Yeller, the dog, and soon enough, the dog has to disappear just because it's met its time. Like I felt like that's what it was like watching Big Ben. Like I would, that would have been one of the things that I would have asked for as a sports return to say, Ben, again, thank you. You can't. I mean, and it well, it was so glaring yesterday too against seeing Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do in the Chiefs. It, it's tough because these guys are the ultimate competitors, right? And so many of them have had great success in this league. The what's next is a scary question, right? What's next after you do decide to hang it up and you're no longer a part of a franchise, a part of a team, a part of a family, right? Yeah. With your brothers, your friends. You hate to see certain players, certain coaches. I think we see it often with coaches that they don't know when it's time to hang it up and when to go out on their own terms. Had Ben said, you know what? This is my last hurrah. This is my final goodbye tour last season. And then gone off and rode off into the sunset, even though, of course, they didn't win. every day. Yes, right. It would have been a better situation because people would have celebrated him and what he's meant to that franchise, correct? Mm -hmm. This season, now seeing the struggles and the woes, because it's a little bit too long, a little too late, now fans kind of want to push him out. Like, oh, come on, God. You know, like, it's time, dude. It's time. And then you have a different frame of reference. You have a different memory of how things ended with Big Ben. And so I just sometimes think guys, coaches, hold on a little bit too long to what could be when it'd be a better situation to make an early exit that everybody's on board with. Just do the Irish exit. Just don't tell anybody you're leaving and you can just ghost everybody. Okay. Uh, Katie underscore George 05 on Twitter. Myself at Peter Burns ESPN. You can tweet us. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. More uh, overreaction to a crazy week in the NFL, and it's getting even crazier in college football. We'll tell you why next. You're listening to Greeny with Peter Burns and Katie George on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A little red light when it comes to college sports and some of the bowl games. We'll have a quick lane bowl coming up a little bit later. This is Greeny with Peter Burns and Katie George, always presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests join us via the Goodyear hotline. Before we get into that, Katie, have you listened to that Man in the Arena podcast, the, the Tom Brady companion piece have you done that yeah yet? and i've watched the episodes it's awesome you can join host gotham chopper as he explores what tom brady has meant to football in the world and man in the arena a new podcast from espn plus and religion of sports a companion piece to gotham's espn plus docuseries this 10-part podcast examines the improbable ripple effects of brady's career things that have forced us to rethink everything we have thought we knew about time hatred perfection even fate the podcast is brought to you by State Farm, ZipRecruiter, and Rocket Mortgage. Listen and follow Man in the Arena now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and stream the docuseries on ESPN+. Probably need a 30 for 30 just on the last, what, 18 months in the world of sports, how COVID has just run rampant mm-hmm. through it, the changes that we've had both uh, on the professional and the collegiate sports levels. And we're starting to see where we thought it was going to be over with. We're still dealing with it. I mean, so you, you call, for those who don't know, Katie George, uh, been on the ABC college football package all year long with Joe Tess and Greg McElroy. You guys – calling games this season had to go through testing protocols for you you're going to be headed out to what sugar bowl here in in a couple of days for baylor old miss like what's the process of of that for someone who's going to actually be calling the game yeah it's interesting last season was so stringent we were testing every single week prior to traveling out to games because covid19 was new to everyone trying to navigate the season as were teams now <clears throat> Things have been a little bit more lenient throughout this season just because people had been vaccinated. You had to be vaccinated, obviously, to travel within ESPN. And, you know, teams had loosened, I would say, their protocols uh, because so many of teams and their rosters have been vaccinated as well. Of course, if you were feeling symptomatic or didn't feel well, it's, you know, stay home from work. You can't come to the football facility, things like that. But now as we've seen a surge in COVID cases as of late with this new variant, you're seeing teams not be able to field rosters for bowl games and not be able to travel. And the most recent news was that Miami has decided that they cannot play in the Sun Bowl against Washington State due to COVID-19 issues within their the football The Tony the program. Tiger Sun Bowl? No. I know. I know you're upset. Washington State said that they're working with the Sun Bowl to see if they can get an opponent. Uh, you know, which is hard at this stage because if you were yeah. not bowl eligible or you weren't going to a bowl game – 
I mean, winter break is officially upon us. You're home for the holidays with your family. It's not like you're just waiting on campus, still practicing right now, a couple yeah. days after Christmas to just field a team, get on a plane and go to whatever city for a bowl game. Rutgers situation is a little bit different as they're filling in for Texas A&M against Wake Forest in their bowl game. But I'll be interested to see if the Sun Bowl and Washington State can gather in a quick amount of time an opponent. I just don't see that happening at this juncture. What's tough is, and it's tough for the military bowl, it's tough for, you know, the Fenway bowl. It's tough because a lot of these bowl games are, they, they raise their money, right? And this is their event. This is how they fund every single thing the rest of the year, their staff, how, how they work on their sponsorships, their partnerships. And for them to miss a year, especially for like the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, right? Like this is, the Sun Bowls have been, one, I mean, kind of an OG bowl game. It's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. You miss one year. You know, a lot of these places are kind of on that cusp of like, hey, can we continue to do it? And we hope that they are able to do it. Now, the big question that are asked to college football fans, as Katie and I really delve into that world a lot, is what does this mean for the college football playoff? The college football playoff committee came out earlier this week and said, listen, hey, if you're not vaccinated 72 hours before the game, every single person is going to be tested if you're unvaccinated, okay? And if you're test positive, boom, you can't play. And if a team can't play, it, there's no moving back to the semifinals, okay? So people have asked me, Katie, hey, Peter, are, they gonna, are we in real danger of potentially missing one of these games? I don't think at all. I, I don't think at all. And the reason why this is, Katie, because of, of, of the – probably, I guess, lack of severity of this new strain for Omicron or whatever it's called, this new COVID-19 strain that's out there right now, we're seeing players in the NFL, in the NBA, test positive three or four days later. They're able to test negative. They're out. They're fine. They're cleared to play. Okay? So what that tells me is that gives enough people on the collegiate level aspect of it to say, hey, listen, it's this version is a little bit tougher than the flu, but it's not as bad as – first COVID-19 wave that we had, damn sure not as bad as the Delta variant that would just ravage the United States. I don't think, though, you're going to have a lot of players. I mean, how many players, Katie, you cover these guys all the time, are going to go to an athletic trainer and go, man, I feel a little warm today. Trainer, I I got a little bit of a a sniffle here. You you mind testing me? Like, I'm I'm, I'm symptomatic. You think there's going to be a whole lot of, quote-unquote, symptomatic guys on Georgia, on Michigan, on Cincinnati, on Alabama's roster this week? No, I don't. Think so. I don't and you hate to think that it's come to that where you kind of hide your symptoms or you just think, well, it's a runny nose. I mean, and it's this time of year, right? People are traveling. You go from different, you know, I just went from Louisville, Kentucky to the Bahamas, Bahamas to Denver, back to Louisville. I mean, those are different climates, right? So you do wake up and you're like, oh, my throat's a little raw, but then you have a cup of coffee and you, you feel fine. But the symptoms are so minor for some people. I don't know if you feel the need to really say, hey, I- I'm not feeling well, or should we be worried about this? So yeah. maybe that is a-, a good case for teams moving forward that guys aren't going to speak up because they know what's on the line. But God, you would, you would hate to think of the ramifications if well, guys are sick and still playing. You know, the reason why college football is not going to change it is the same reason why they won't change the targeting rule to any, any kind of a lesser punishment. Because of the collegiate level, they're afraid of lawsuits. And if all of a sudden, God forbid, one of these guys played after being cleared early, after changing these protocols, the amount of liability that they would have, especially with how much money college football would have, you'd have litigation and you'd have lawyers lining up in a queue to say, hey, you know what? 
I got a class action lawsuit against you. Nobody wants to be a part of that. All right, we're going to spin it back forward, talking to a little NFL coming up next. She's Katie George. I'm Peter Burns. Okay, Joe Judge, Daniel Jones are safe for now at least. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.